and we're rolling. All right. So, hey guys, welcome back to Midwest Girls. It's Kylie and May here today. Hey. <laughs> um, we are back after a good Easter holiday, so we hope that y'all did all the Easter things. Yeah. <laughs> Went to an egg hunt or two. Yes. And, you know, uh, worshipped Jesus. Yeah. Some wonderful things. Most important. This year it hit me, I feel like I'll probably say this every year, it hit me totally, Easter was totally different for me this year. Just the vibe, the feeling, and I know we have the boys, mm-hmm. but just... Even without them, just seeing so many things that he's been so faithful to us in my life and Seth and I's life and even like Project 68 and all these things that are popping up, um, Mm -hmm. it just had a new refresher reminder. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Actually, during Easter service, Kylie and I were sitting next to each other and, you know, Satan, I feel like he attacks people particularly Easter weekend. And I'm not saying it was like some horrible attack, but my mind was just kind of elsewhere all weekend. I had family in town and I finally like looked at Kylie and I was like, this is the most important day of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like the joy of Jesus. It's like in that moment, I was like, I actually looked around the sanctuary. I was like, people should be jumping out of their seats right now. Like it hit me. The Holy Spirit in that moment was like, Joy! <laughs> yes. Oh, it was good. The, yeah. whole, the whole service was just, it was good. It was really good. The kids were cute. <laughs> Kylie led a little kid choir. They were stinking totally, cute. Totally out of my realm. Oh, she, you did great. <laughs> it was so sweet. Um, I am, um, yeah, when I was kneeling at the front, you know, usually conductors are moving their arms around doing the count. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. I'm just kneeling. So they see me and they know I'm right here if they need Oh, me. no, you did. It, it was perfect. They just sang along. If you know the Hillsong song, um, who am I? What is it? The who, who you say I am. Thank you. Who you say I am. Oh, I love it. The, and I didn't even realize really who sang it when I picked this song. Mm-hmm. And, um, Brooke Ligertwood. And I just remember um, like hearing the lyrics in my head. I remember thinking how awesome would it be to like really teach like this. These are who God says you are. Yes. To these kids. Yes. And hearing them sing it just would be super cute. That ended up. Oh, sorry. Anywho. Yeah. So I know, um, well, Meg and I have been, t- so you guys don't know, as I'm acting like you guys would know this, but um, Meg and I were just talking and we are going to ask you guys for your prayers because we have some exciting things coming up for Project 6-8, um, but we're really asking the Lord for direction yeah. as we revamp and just put more of, really, I God's always been in it, but it's like truly letting him have control over it. Yeah. Here's the thing is it kind of hit us all at once in different ways. And so so you can take that as Holy Spirit confirmation when more than one person is like thinking the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm not thinking it. The Lord is speaking. Okay. So we, we basically, um, we've always submitted it to the Lord, but in a culture where everyone has a podcast, mm. everyone's got something. Yeah. We truly, we, it is our heart and it's always been our heart. Hear us. But it's almost like the Lord is saying, okay, like for real now guys, yeah, submit this to me. So I could, we, the goal now will be whatever we do. It's going to be like, 
the, the, what the Lord has led us to, if yeah. that makes sense. And it's always been that. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but like, it's a refreshing of the Holy Spirit almost. Like, yeah. Okay. Here it is. You gonna listen? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's crazy. It's been over a year already. Oh my gosh. Since you and Beth came on. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And so we're heading into Project Six Eight itself oh. is heading into year three. Yeah. Or we'll be wrapping up with re- year three. Wow. In August. So wow. that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> and, I remember when you started it. <laughs> and um, so, and I already just remember each, and it's just having its own season. So it was like when it first started, it was totally spirit-led because I did not want to blog. I did not want to do all this stuff because um, I just thought it, it was corny and <laughs> <laughs> fully admitting. Um, but then when I asked Megan Beth to come on, it was because I felt... Like they, I, that I needed help, and the Lord was like, "Here, this is who you would need." Mm-hmm. You're like with the, He knew our varying gifts and talents, and it balances each other out. Mm-hmm. And so He led me to them, and it, it's just crazy, like the timing of everything. And now we're just thinking, okay, we were so gun ho this past year, and we were so excited, and so now we just need to take a step back, revamp, and. Let him go. There's that. It, it is a proverb, correct, that says where there is no vision, the people perish. And there's always been a vision, but it's almost like any ministry, anything in your life, really. My husband and I have been feeling the need to revisit our cattle business, like set the vision mm-hmm. and stay the course. Yeah. So that's just kind of basically we're saying, Lord, you set the vision. Yeah. And we'll stay the course. Yeah. And we did have a vision when we started, like you said. Yeah. Um, but And that, that was, was totally spirit-led. Yes. I remember that night. Oh, yes. <laughs> it, we, like, didn't want to leave. It was, like, 1030 at night, and yeah. we were just still sitting no around No one the wanted table. to leave the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. This feels good. No. <laughs> oh, there's my dog. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, with the times we're in... You know, we were just before everything basically shut down last year. So we had a vision that worked for what we were dealing with then. Yes. And then the Rona happened and whatever you think about that, it has affected the world. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. So So here we go. And so basically why we're filling you guys in is one, because we do want you guys to know and pray about it um, is the main reason that we would like you guys to know about it. So we just, you know, could use all the all the prayers as we head into this. So yes. it'll be exciting. And we'll keep you guys as up to date and as involved as possible. Okay, so before we dive into John 7, we want to pray with you guys. And um, just if you guys um, don't know this already, on our website, we do have a prayer request spot. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have a prayer request... Um, just feel free to put it. We won't like announce it on here, obviously, but we would pray for it personally. Yes. Outside of the being recorded, obviously. Yeah. So here we go. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for another beautiful day here in the Midwest, Ohio. Um, Lord, and just um, take this episode specifically and all the future episodes into your hands and just let your voice be heard and open our eyes and our minds and our ears to your voice and we truly just want to worship you with this and just spread the truth with this platform that you have given us 
Um, Lord, just thank you for another opportunity and another day to serve you. And I pray for all those who are just kind of lost and confused right now in these times. And um, Lord, I just pray that they just open the door that you are knocking at. And I just want them to know how loved they truly are by um, the creator and the savior of the world. And that's so overwhelmingly beautiful and the truest of true loves. And just thank you. Thank you so much for all you've done. In Jesus' name pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, actually, that reminded me of a hymn, and I can't think of the name of the hymn, but it's the cre creator, that how it, the God that created the, the orbits the earth or orbits, you know, the planets, runs to the sick and the weary. I don't know that. Oh, I can't. I'm saying it wrong, but it's <laughs> the, the running to the, he created, it says the creator who runs to the sick and the weary, but. Oh, um, the God who spins this earth in orbit runs to the sick, the lost, and the weak. I seriously don't really? know that. Yeah. I don't think it's because he lives. It's not because he lives. But, um, oh, it's within the mashup that I listen to a lot. It's what? Yeah. It's Anthem Lights. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's good. I'll have to, it's called the hymn melody. I like Anthem Lights, <laughs> yeah. Anywho. So, we'll dive into John 6, 7. 7, yeah. If I ever keep them straight. I'm sorry. Do you want to read or want me to read? Uh, I, I can start. Okay. You want me to? Yeah. All right. On. Chapter 7, The Unbelief of Jesus' Brothers. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee. He would not walk in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea that your disciples also may see the works that you do. For no one does anything in secret, while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, reveal yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always fitting. <laughs> the world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify concerning it that its works are evil. You go up to this feast. I am not going up to this feast yet, because my time has not yet fully come. Having said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. Mm. Um, there. <laughs> you know, your heart, Jesus was fully God, fully human. But I just hurt for him yeah. there, because his brothers are basically mocking him. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna show yourself, show yourself. Yeah. And he's like, it's not time. Yeah. And so he knows he was the man of sorrows. That's what the Bible calls him, a man of sorrows. So he gets rejection. I I've faced rejection in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has. Yeah, in some way or form, we all have. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, he can he can relate. Yeah. He experienced it all. So these, I mean, they literally grew up with him. Mm -hmm. And um, ha what I kind of took from this was never stop praying for your family members. Yes. Yeah, like the ones, you you know who I'm talking about, the people you've been praying for for 20, 30 years, and you're like almost, it's just rote. Yeah. Almost like, okay, I lift this person up and this person, Lord, please, may they come to the understanding that you love them. Yes. Like, please keep knocking at their hearts. Yeah. And so 
his brothers eventually did come. Yeah. But for me, that gives me hope. Like, okay, it's, it's been, I can think of one family member specifically. It's been my whole life. And I'm, you know, what I can remember praying. So that's got to be 30 years. Yeah. You know, 29, 30 years I've been praying for this yeah. person. <laughs> it's like, when, as soon as you say that and people hear that, I'm sure they're going to have that picture of whoever. Because yeah. I truly believe everybody has at least one. Oh, yeah. If not multiple sadly but just never cease just prayer is the best weapon honestly for those who don't want to listen and um but they can't stop you from praying that's right that's right (laughs) um and i think this passage also i always talk about this i feel but the timing like just even jesus knew that there is a perfect timing and right here in this in this little in this chapter and he knows the timing of our lives as well. And there's a perfect timing for each and everything. And this is another proven fact through this passage that he's like, no, I'm not going to go because you want me to go. But when my father wants me to go. And that for me, my prayer lately, Kyle and I were just talking about this a bit, is I only like I want I want my life to be that. Mm-hmm. I want every area submitted to the Lord yep. and in his timing and in his work, not my own. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, as always, is the perfect example of that. Yep. Do what only truly honors him. Yes. And it's a call that both of us have had on our lives. Yes. And everybody to an extent, but in, you know, different ways. I think when you, when you really start grasping that the Lord wants everything in your Mm -hmm. life like every decision every waking moment Mm -hmm. he wants to walk it with you he wants to be your god yeah then you start thinking i don't know it changes it is it's because it's like you wouldn't think like your everyday job is something that he you know obviously unless it's something that's sinful but you know you know what i mean but the everyday job such as just working behind the desk or something you would think that's nothing um, but he wants that even. Are you truly honoring the Lord with that position? Yes. Even though it it could be the farthest thing from ministry. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> and But you could almost, if you're thinking that you don't need to step back from it because you need the income or whatever, and you don't feel like um, he is calling you to just jump off the cliff. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're saying like a, tr- a full-time yes. ministry. Yes. 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 But you can make it a ministry. Everything. Every You can make everything a ministry in your mm-hmm. own way, even though it doesn't have specifically the title. Like you're not, you know what I mean? No, like, you're, yeah. you're right. He <laughs> chose the everyday man to go yes. out and do these things. So yes, yeah. we're all called. We're all given the Great Commission. Yes. Oh, I lost my spot. (laughs) Uh, We're at verse 10, and you want to read? Yeah, I can read it. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. (laughs) Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Mm. Among the crowds, there was a widespread whispering about him. Some said he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for the fear of the leaders. 
See right there, that's the verse I was talking about, Kelly. I couldn't mm-hmm. find it earlier. Like he just set the scene of it. Yeah. Like you know, it's this huge feast, big deal in their culture. They're all gathered in Jerusalem for this holiday or wherever they were gathering. Did they go to Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Okay. Festival of the Tabernacles. Okay. Feast of the Tabernacles. And they're all I just was see all these little private conversations going on in the corners and like <laughs> sitting next to each other. Is he here? Yeah. Do you see him? <laughs> Like there, that underlying vibe that everyone's expecting. Yes. It's like they, like you know, we've all been to that event or something where we, you know, there's that one big person yeah. there, and you're just like, where are they? Yeah, where are they? Yeah, or there's like this unspoken elephant in yes. the room. Like that is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, is he coming? Is he gonna show up this time? Yeah. Like they're waiting for it. Oh, but I, I, something that always stands out to me in these passages when it talks about the leaders, but that no one was comfortable enough to speak one way or another because they feared the leaders. Oh. And then how fitting for the times. No kidding. But I'm just like, why, like, a leader... <laughs> Is someone who hears both sides. Yeah, if you're a good leader. If you're a good leader. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, obviously now, and I know when I've, I've been put in situations where I'm, I've not been a good leader. So, But this is something that all of us as leaders should strive for. Like, do not use them as an example. <laughs> yeah. I think the true mark of a leader is humility. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to inspire leadership. You can't force it. Yeah. You're like, you're, that's, that's yeah. what it really comes down to is... Are you leading the way Christ led? Right, right. It's really, do you love whoever you might be in charge of? Do you love them truly? Do you mm-hmm. care about them? Are you praying for them? Are you humble enough to hear them yeah. out? I think it's just, the society. it matches perfectly with the society we live in today because I think so many want a leader with a loud voice. Yes. When truly... That's not what we need. No. And we never need that. <laughs> no. But in the, when the ultimate leader is humble and is sneaking in... Yeah. To just get a good glimpse of who he's working with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, that's, it's, that's good teaching right there. We should never get too big for our britches. Yeah. God will put you in your place real quick. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, on to 14... Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such a learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own doesn't does so to gain personal glory but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth Mm -hmm. there is nothing false about him has not moses given you the law yet not one of you keeps the law why are you trying to kill me Mm. you are demon possessed the crowd answered who is trying to kill you Jesus said to them, I did one miracle and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses but from the um, patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Mm -hmm. Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right there. Snap. Crackle. 
Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, like people, the, the, the Jewish leaders, they're still mad that he dared to heal someone on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of digging into more of this. There, there were seven times that Jesus healed someone on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And each time the <laughs> leaders got mad about yeah. it. Like, I really want to say that was probably like their driving force, like, and, you know, as and other things, but that definitely didn't help. Yeah. Um, but let me, let me catch my train of thought there. No, oh, you're fine. Um, it's just amazing to me also why wouldn't they want him to heal hit their people? Yeah, and that brought me back. Is it shows the heart of Jesus versus the heart of religion? Yep. They completely miss the mark. Yeah. And they're that, going for legalistic. They're going for appearances, and that's why Jesus says, "Do not judge according to appearance, mm-hmm. but practice righteous judgment." Mm-hmm. And I think back in I want to say it's in Mark. He even says, "If your ox or a child falls in the oh, well yeah. on the Sabbath." Are you telling me you're not going to pull him out? Like, yeah. he's like, come on now. This man, like this poor man literally couldn't walk. Yeah. And that, that kind of made me go to 1 Corinthians 13, if you bear with me for a minute. And this is, this is good teaching for all of us who, who want to show correct love, know the heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Yet I show you a more excellent way. Again, this is 13, 1 through 3, 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Mm -hmm. If I give all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burned as a martyr and have not love, it profits me nothing. Mm And right there, God is like, this is my heart. Tell them I love them. Yes. (laughs) And this is God saying, I love you. Yes. I will heal you. (laughs) Why are you mad about this? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my word. Yeah. I mean, when you were reading that, it took me back to 1 John. And it's God's love and ours is he talks, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Yes. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his only one and only son into the world that so that we could live through him. Yes. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Mm-hmm. Dear friends, since God loved us so we also ought to love one another. Yes. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Yeah. You know, as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm getting softer and not that I'm super old, but I can just tell, like you kind of start your adulthood, like it's me against the world. (laughs) Seriously. And like, I got to figure everything out. And I, what what the Lord has been showing me so much more is the value of love, mm-hmm. of a gentle and quiet spirit. Yes. And just like, you know what? Great. If you got this talent or this gift, great. Use it for my glory. Yeah. But you know what's more important? Just love that person. Yes. And I that has, I am, that, the love of God covers over a multitude of sins. That's a verse. That's yeah. scripture. Like, it just 
brings people home mm -hmm. because it is home. Yeah, he yes. is home. <laughs> and so many people in the world today, they don't, I mean, they think it's cool, like certain things that you can do and these gifts and they recognize gifts, obviously a lot quicker just because it's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. But really what they need and what they want is to be loved on because everybody's being talked at, but nobody's truly being nurtured and cared for. That is true. And so, and we're, we're not here to show off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's exactly it, Kylie. And I think it's just so important to remember that. That's for me too. Cause I'm always, you know, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> I don't know how else to describe Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> Always like so on the go, like I can do this, but I I can I'm good at this, I know I'm good at it, I have a lot of self awareness, but God's just like, but are you loving on them? Yep. And are you just making this a show? Yeah. And I say sometimes I'm like, Oh, it's kind of been a show. <laughs> and you know, especially with ministry like like you're in, like I used to be in that I really feel like Satan uses that to trip trip it up yeah um I know that I definitely I'm not I truly did tr in my way I mm -hmm. tried to submit everything to the Lord we're never going to be perfect right but especially with music yeah I got roped into not roped like encouraged to use my gifts for the Lord right like right out of high school yeah and um the way you said it was they were more than like wanted me to sing wanted me to play yeah yes what I really needed was discipled. Yes. And they did some of that, mm -hmm. but it was really more so get up there, get up there, yeah. get up there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for this. Yes. I'm not sure you want me to do this. <laughs> it's so true because it's like churches see like a new person and then they're like, how can we implement them right away? Yeah. And that's good. And we want to plug them in, but not at the sacrifice it's of yes loving them yeah. discipling them and i'm not i'm not saying that's what people they did not intentionally do that but i could have used more yeah. of it i think it's good to get somebody right in there but i think sometimes we in ministry put people who are not ready to be in the leader points in those points and they still need that discipling and they still need almost like a true leader christian leadership training mm -hmm. before they can truly flourish in it and be able to stand up for the false to the false teachings mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And God is so patient and he, you know, oh, yeah. he uses us where we're at. Yes, for sure. So it's just, you know, as always a balance. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's just finding that balance. Once you find that balance, you can and then you're like, Breathe. oh, uh, but then I, I was going to say, and then the Lord's like, now let me show you this. Yes. I'm like, oh, it's like, <laughs> yes. I thought I had life figured out. Yes. Oh, silly me. It's like, now we're going to grow you in this direction. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts so good. <laughs> and then you get another little bit of breathing time and then you get a <laughs> Yeah. No, it's true. And you know what? It's encouraging. I mean, really, we don't want to ever attain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to stop growing. That would be depressing. Yes. That would be very sad. What, what's next? Nothing. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, okay, now I'm anxious and now I'm going to go do something. I'm restless. Oh, uh, so we are on 25 and mine's titled Division Over Who Jesus Is. Go for it. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly, and they're not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? 
But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he's from. Not true. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I'm from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. At this they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Still many in the crowd believed him. They said, When the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me? And where I am, you cannot come. <laughs> On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Mm -hmm. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is, a is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still, others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not the scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David had lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Do you want to talk about anything else? I want to know how they didn't get a hand on him. And that's just like a miraculous thing. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, he just had like this bubble around him. Wow. <laughs> by I, God. I would like to just see that. Yeah. That's just my wandering brain. Yeah. Um, I, I guess for me, it's Jesus made waves. Yeah. He challenged the status quo. Um, he caused divisions, like you know, and there's that verse that says, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Yeah. And brother against brother, and I'm going to quote it wrong, but it it kind of goes into what we've been saying is, do we submit everything to him? Like, he's, he's going to challenge you. He's going to make you uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but he is God. And yeah. uncomfortable, and then, well, if that makes sense. He, yeah. he brings you to him into greater understanding, mm -hmm. so... Um, that's kind of my thoughts there. I just, um, I just like how in 37, it says on the last and the greatest day of the festival and it's Jesus stood in a loud voice and said, Hey, who, anybody who is thirsty, come to me and drink. And, um, just his bold proclamation of who he is. Mm -hmm. And later that day, you know, people were saved. Yeah. And this is where... It started just the next step and why he was here. I don't know. It just hit me weird. No, it's true. That That is good. He, I didn't really think of that. He's standing up screaming. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. Here I am. I wonder what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have the Holy Spirit no. yet. It points that out. Yeah. So they were really just acting on faith 
they didn't have that the Holy Spirit to give them that understanding yet that we take for granted today. Yeah. It's so it's hard almost hard to get in the mindset of the people of this day because we are so used to having God as a, in Jesus in the spirit guiding us. It's true. And I, I can't imagine. No, really. <laughs> it would be very hard like to thinking, okay, I have to live under this law and if I break this law, I'm condemned. I got to go make this sacrifice. Got to do this. I got to mm-hmm. do that. So to hear Jesus say I am living water. Yeah. You would probably just be like, oh my gosh, help me. Yeah. Help me. Like, you are what I want because it's easier. Yeah. In a way. It is easier. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Yes. Like, I don't have to follow up. There's rules, but I don't have to follow these crazy rules. And it's kind of like you attract this horrible analogy because I don't think people are flies, but you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah. So the Pharisees were very much vinegar and the law. Yep. And Jesus is honey and love. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, <laughs> go, go this way. And unfortunately, not everyone did, but yeah. I have to imagine these people, like he is saying, they're literally so thirsty and parched for the love of God Mm -hmm. and weary yes and isn't that you know when we all come to Christ I remember feeling that way even though I was young I knew there I was missing something yeah I needed him Mm -hmm. and he saved me yeah it's it's true like even when you're young you can still grasp it oh yeah never underestimate the kid is after working with kids for how many years and having four little ones live in my house, they know, they know right from wrong. And even if they don't fully understand what the why, they still know. They do. And I feel like they almost are sometimes at an advantage over us adults because their faith is so mm-hmm. unsullied. Yep. They haven't been as touched by the world yet. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh yeah, he's my savior. Yep. And I'm like, a yes and amen. I think it's Mark 16, 10. Let the little children come to me. That's right. For the faith is the great I'm botching it, but the greatest among you. And it's true because they have they don't know enough they know enough to know right from wrong, but they don't know enough to confuse themselves. Yeah. And I <laughs> and that seed, what I pray over my children is let Lord that seed that's being planted in them now, may it take good root. I prayed it over the boys. <laughs> like may it be good seed. Yeah. May it be in good soil, like that parable he says. And my daughter Paige is sitting here now. <laughs> and she's making the decision to be baptized mm-hmm. uh, just in a few weeks. Yeah. And I am so thrilled. And so for, I guess this is kind of my little side thing. Parents, I was baptized as a child. Mm-hmm. And I know that people have different, different views on that. But I stayed with my faith. So I think we should, like you said, Jesus says, let the little children come to me. Yes. Don't stop them. Don't stop a child from taking that step. Make yeah. sure they understand it. But don't stop them either. No. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Cause I even was a person that <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't baptized till I was 22. And, um, and I always thought that was good for, it was good for me personally mm-hmm. because it was like a reaffirmation, but now with the boys and not knowing their future and not knowing certain things and I know they get it, but, um, I just want them to experience it because this is something because this is something that they want to do they are choosing it and who am I to deny them this choice yes especially not knowing the future yeah I I I know that you were baptized later on I've almost thought to myself sometimes in my weak moments like I wish I would have understood more 
but God is faithful. Yes. He is faithful to me. And he goes, but I loved you then and I love you now. Yes. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is something, because I remember wanting to be baptized when my cousin got baptized. And I know why now my mom said no then, because she was like, no, because you just saw him get baptized. Yes. So there is a difference. And then it just happened. It's just, you know, even that's the perfect timing in your life. The Lord knows mm-hmm. the perfect timing in that. That's too. right. And just submitting all things to him. Yeah. So the last little section, um, it focuses on the unbelief of the Jewish leaders. And it says, in, starting in 45, Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked him, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke this the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also? The Pharisees reported, have any of the rulers or the of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Mm. Poor Nicodemus. I know. <laughs> it's just proof they didn't do any research into Jesus. Mm, no. And he, there, if you don't know the story, Nicodemus did come to Jesus in the night, as scripture points out there, and is basically saying, Are you the Christ? He was the, like one of the yeah. few that really cared enough. To ask, to ask him. him. Yeah. And so he's kind of standing up for Jesus there. Yeah. He's really in a between a rock and a hard place there. Yeah. You gotta be bold though. I think one of the most emotional episodes of The Chosen oh, was yeah. the t- when him and Jesus are talking at night. And um oh, I just you just kind of are rooting. You're like, come on, just please just believe that he this is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't, it doesn't go into, does it go into Nicodemus? I want to say he does show up later, but I'm sure, I, I don't know. Maybe he comes around. I sure yeah, hope he does. I do too. I hope he's up there. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. It's just so, which proves like, because then I'm, the mercy and grace of God to the people, like, even though, like, who knows what happened, really happened. I mean, we do know what happens, but the intimate conversations is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end, did Nicodemus give his life to Christ? Do we know that? Maybe it is in here, and I just don't know it off the top of my head. I want to say, I re- recall in one of the Gospels, I'm kind of looking ahead here, that he, 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 it's not like he stands up, but I, they mention him, perhaps at the trial. Yeah. So. Um, but it's just interesting to see... Like, who will be there? Yeah, I basically. think. I, and I, I think we said before. I think we'll be shocked. Yeah, I think we'll be shocked to see who's there, and maybe shocked to see who's not. Yeah, there. And yeah, and when I have these thoughts and many conversations in my own head, <laughs> it just shows me how sometimes we as people are so judgmental that we forget to give the grace and mercy that we have been extended. It's true. And. So, yeah. I don't want to ever fall into that. I know, me either. Um, that and teaching falsely yeah, is I my think biggest. Yeah, I too, Kylie. 
that's, that's... I actually opened up to our pastor about it because he said something. Not anything. That, I don't know what it was. It was something in a normal conversation. I said, that is my biggest fear mm-hmm. is to preach falsely. Yeah. I've been thinking about that too, honestly, with concerning this. So that's, I guess that could be an invitation. If you guys ever hear something and you're like, hmm, like check, check in with yeah. us, check in with your own scripture, mm-hmm. study the word. That's more and more this day and age, you guys, I think the deceptions are going to be so cunning and so hard to discern the truth mm-hmm. from the lie because the lie is going to be that good. Yeah. Not good, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's convincing, convincing. Yep. that we, if we're not rooted in scripture, we're done for. Yep. We're done for. Exactly. So stay rooted in the word. Yes. So I hope you guys got a lot of good nuggets out of this one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did too. I always love going through. I, I'm truly enjoying going through this book yeah. with you guys and with you, Meg, and just diving deeper into who the Lord is. So it's living. It's the the living word of God. Yeah, it does not. Go, it does not go out void. No. So if you have any questions, just feel free to send them over to us and go follow us across the board. We are Project Six Eight. If you want to stay in touch or just don't want to miss anything, um, yeah, just go to basically any social media platform. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> we're there. So thank you guys so much, and until next time, thank you.